We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's my distinct pleasure to present to you... Joe Ostrowski, Knights on 670 The Score. Here goes the Bears and a direct snap out of the... Pistol, they hand it off now on the flea flicker from Patterson to Trubisky. And Wentz dropped the touchdown over the back. Into the end zone on Lattimore. Yeah, I know. What a waste of three hours and ten minutes, you know? He's like a uh, high school offense. I mean, what, you can't run the ball. Stop running it. Exploit them on the secondary, dude. After the play was over, there were fouls by both teams. Anthony Miller. Unsportsmanlike conduct, number 22 of New Orleans. Unsportsmanlike conduct, number 17 of Chicago. Number 17 from Chicago has been disqualified. Okay, now, there you go. And you know what? He deserves it. George McCaskey, get up out of your seat. Start cleaning house now, dude, because you're going to have nobody going to the games next year. You already lost $100 million. Hey, Chip. Remember we were 5-1? and one? I do remember. <laughs> doesn't seem like that long ago, does it? That was awesome. Anyway, no. You're supposed to solve all the problems. That's why you're making six million dollars a year you think you think they're giving you six million because they need you to look at your play sheet like seriously you're not some kid in a basement in des moines playing madden like you're not let's go to joe you're live what's up talk to me joe joe ostrowski we couldn't live without joe ostrowski night six to ten that being said i hate joe ostrowski on 670 the score so what are they doing joe what are they doing that's why I'm here. Thank you, Jordan. You you changed it up a little bit at the end because it's like, really? I've got to get amped up. i got to get pumped up about what we saw or did not see yesterday afternoon on Nickelodeon, on CBS, wherever you're watching the game. With some Sarah McLaughlin. I think I saw her in concert like a decade ago. No, it would be way more than that. It's like an alternative concert. And then here's Sarah McLaughlin showing up. Oh, man. I don't, where where do we even begin? Because we knew what this team was. None of what happened yesterday was a surprise, or was it? And then I found my way, I'm like throwing out conspiracy theories as I'm thinking about this team to myself. Oh, million things going on. We're going to cover it all. Good evening, Joe Ostrowski with you. Hope you'll hang out because we got a lot going on. A lot. And a lot to address, and there's people all over the nation that have thoughts on what the Bears are going to do next. I think uh, we have a decent idea, or or do we know? They sent out a press release. Matt Nagy is going to talk. Ryan Peso, there's your shocker. 
he's going to speak to the media this week, but that could all change. I mean, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl three years ago, and he's fired today. He's gone. So who knows what's going to happen? J.J. Stankovitz from NBCSportsChicago.com will be here in an hour. And uh, a lot of different audio I want to bring you guys. As I mentioned as we start the show, probably shouldn't be angry, but I don't know about you. I can't help myself. I can't. When you look at the final score, is it surprising? Well, it shouldn't be. It wasn't it pretty indicative of the 2020 season in general? So years from now, you're going to look at the nine losses in this 2020 season, including yesterday, and the final scores. Will it look that bad? No, it won't. Look at the one-score losses. Indianapolis was a one-score loss. A non-competitive one-score loss because you got that garbage touchdown at the very end. Tennessee, Bears were never in that game. It was a one-score loss in the end. I could make a case that Minnesota was in control for much of that game on Monday night. Bill Lazor's first game calling plays. They didn't do much offensively. Scoring 13 points, was it really all that competitive? Probably not. And then yesterday, when you look up at the scoreboard in the end, the point spread when the game kicked off was 11, and it was a 12-point game. You kick that extra point for that meaningless touchdown in the end, and it lands exactly what the market told you it would be, an 11-point game about. And we know the Bears are not on the tier with the Saints or the Packers. We knew all this going in, but then you saw it. Like many other games against quality opponents when they were on the schedule, not many in the last month of the schedule, not many then, But when they were on the schedule, what has happened for three years under Matt Nagy? They've turtled most of the time. If we're going to exclude Tampa Bay this year, when Tom Brady forgot how many downs it was, but you give the team credit for what they did that night. Of course you do. Both Green Bay games. First game, non-competitive. That score fools you a little bit. Second one, yeah, they were there. It's just they couldn't do anything in the red zone. After the first drive of the game, they couldn't. Score a touchdown. Yesterday's only touchdown came in the final second. Nobody cared at that point. Unless you had the Bears in a teaser. Unless you had an anytime touchdown bet on Jamie Graham. Then you cared. But throughout the Matt Nagy era, Packers games, not in it for the most part. Or didn't really have much of a shot. It certainly didn't feel like it. Colts playoff team, they go down this weekend on Saturday. Non-competitive. Rams, they never had a chance in that game. And I throw out Tennessee again, too. If you've listened to the station this day, you've heard a lot of people upset, as am I, about Javon Wims, Anthony Miller, Eddie Jackson, to name a few. Here's the biggest issue for me. And this is why yesterday was so bothersome. Okay. All of this was expected. Maybe not Nickelodeon. That was entertaining. But pretty much everything else you saw yesterday was expected, right? Mm. Then it plays out. A lot of chatter all week about 
nothing to lose, big game, leave everything on the field from the head coach and the quarterback. Did you get that vibe watching that contest yesterday? Did you get that? Did you feel that when you were watching that game? Got a quarterback on his way out of town making business decisions on the field. From the start of the game. Was a second drive? They go for it on fourth down? As if we haven't seen this before, the head coach lost all faith in the quarterback. That's what's happened the last three years. How many times does he have to lose all faith in the quarterback? And it happened again yesterday. After they go for it on fourth and four and he steps out of bounds, did did they go for fourth down again? No, it did not happen. Matt Nagy's talking about a big game too. Oh yeah, we're pumped up, we're fired up, we're ready to go, leave everything on the field. And we spent time talking about it last week on this show, about how aggressive they have to be. They don't have a choice. Create turnovers. That didn't really happen much. Happened once. But you've got to get seven, not three. I loved when Nagy went for it on fourth and four, second drive of the game. Never did it again. Where was his aggression? Where was it? Bill Belichick talks about the middle eight all the time. So the Bears defer. And they stop them. Okay, good. I'm thinking, I'm not going to receive any calls on Monday night between 6 and 10 about this. So now you're going to get the ball to start the second half. But it's the end of the first half. And it's a 7-3 ball game. You're in it. It may not feel like it because it's the Saints. And you're a tier or two lower. But you're in the ball game. Where's Matt Nagy's aggression? Where is it? Now, you wanted to sell me on how this offense turned the corner. Mitch is real. That's what you told me, right? Oh, this is real. Oh, yeah, it's real. Pay no attention to defenses 30, 31, and 32 in the final month of the season. Pay no attention to that. But this is real, guys. No, it's real. Absolutely. Oh, it's real. Okay. Let's go. Let's score some points. Tony is real because it happened against those other teams. Let's do it against a real opponent. The only true defense that Trubisky faced all season. What does Matt Nagy do? Right before halftime. They call it the middle eight, but maybe it's the middle six. Whatever you want to say. You get the ball, 149 left in the half. 7-3. You play your cards right. You can go touchdown, touchdown. It can be 17-7 before the Saints touch the ball in the middle of the third quarter. That's why you defer it. Inside the two-minute warning end of the first half, run play, Montgomery. Run play, Montgomery. Run play, Null. Once again, doesn't believe in his offense. All right, let's come out. Second half, it's still 7-3 New Orleans. Bears are driving. New Orleans territory on 35. I may have been hallucinating, but I think I saw a DeAndre Carter run. Trubisky sacked, incomplete pass. Ball game right then and there, folks. I shouldn't be angry, 
I'm not angry. We're just kind of rehashing this. And I can't believe what was happening. Another example that really bothered me. Told us all week, nothing to lose. Leave it all on the field. Was Matt Nagy playing to win the game? Herm, do we need to have a talk? Herm, can you call Matt Nagy? Please. Can you? 7.45 left. Bears are down by three scores. I don't care the down and distance as long as it's not 4th and 20, 4th and 15. Down by three scores with seven minutes left. Why are the Bears punting the football? There's only one reason. He doesn't want us to look back at this score, hit the second half game in which he's the head coach of the Chicago Bears. And he doesn't want it to be 28-3. to He doesn't want it to be 35-3. to well, if it's 21 to 3, yeah, it doesn't look bad. Maybe we get a garbage touchdown, which they did in the very end. 21 to 9, it ends up being. It looks a lot better on me. Is Matt Nagy coaching to win that game? I know. I know. You're, like, Joe, well, the offense stinks. They can't score anyways. So you don't try? We saw some wild things happen this season. I've never seen a season like this. They go 5-1 and one with a lot of luck. They lose six games in a row. They win three of four at the end. They're in the postseason at 8-8. Eight and eight. We've seen crazier things happen. Do you remember the Atlanta game? Trubisky, not problem one or two yesterday. Wasn't great. Didn't help your cause a lot. But were they talking about throwing Nick Foles in for some late-game Foles magic? That is something we've seen in the past, and we saw it this year. I know. I watched the Foles starts, too. I did too, but he's had success in that spot. No, I don't think anything would have happened either if Foles was out there. Why are you punting down three scores with seven minutes left? Was he coaching to win, honestly? Or did he just not want to get embarrassed? Everything you hear at these press conferences, in the microphones... You know, take it all with a grain of salt. It doesn't mean a whole lot. But did Matt Nagy bring the aggression needed? I mean, for the Bears to beat the Saints, everything had to be perfect. Everything. Top two guys I think of yesterday, while the result was expected, Nagy and Trubisky, did they bring it? Did they lay it all out on the line? And when the Bears win their eight games per season, like we've seen the last couple of years, I love to hear these people that that say, well, you know, maybe Matt Nagy's a CEO. Maybe he's going to be a a great head coach. Maybe not a great play caller. Maybe not the best offensive mind. But, oh, he can be a great head coach. Well, because his guys play hard for him. Look at what they did at the end of the season. Was it that or the schedule fell their way? play hard for him? Did did you see the majority of the team playing hard? I saw a lot of playing stupid. I saw a lot of that. You saw it too. It's funny. The narrative is out there when they win. Oh. Team doesn't quit. They love to fight for Matt Nagy. But then that kind of goes away after performances like that. Or when they play real teams. What is Matt Nagy's team 
show up and shock the world. It doesn't happen. We haven't seen it a whole lot. Maybe the 12-4 and 4 season. Where, I mean, how, many, how much longer are we going to talk about 2018, too? We're just going to hold on to that 12-4 and 4 forever? Got a lot of fascinating decisions to make up there. See, they're caught. I don't know. I really, I'm not sure what they're they're going to do. I have an idea, and we could talk about that here at 312-644-6767. Joe O Show, Sports Radio 670, The Score. That's the number you call and text. Broadcasting from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. 312-644-6767 in the score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. So if you didn't like seeing an 8-8 eight eight team in the postseason, I know some Bears fans didn't even want to see them in the playoffs. Get used to it because we're going to see more of the 8-8. Eight eight. They're not going back. Super wild card week. It was a lot of fun. Back-to-back triple headers. What do they do now? So I would say, according to most Bears fans, you think about the triumvirate of this team, GM, head coach, quarterback. We'll have a conversation about even higher up the ladder there. But what I expect, what I want to happen are a couple of very different things. Um, Of those three, I expect one to leave, and it's the quarterback. Expect the quarterback to leak. Now, a strong case can be made for Ryan Pace to go. And I've been leading that for a couple of years now. I'm one of many. Mish is our I've starter. that to happen. But I don't know that it's going to happen. Uh, Mitch is gone. The only way Mitch isn't gone is, is if he's forced on the head coach, Matt Nagy. Assuming Matt Nagy returns. I mean, just just think about what's happened over the last couple of years. Nagy comes in one year one, and everything's great. We get we throw the parade. You blame everything on Parky, and Mitch is only going to get better. Well, it's been regression followed by regression, and Mitch is not a perfect player. He's not. He needs he needs a lot around him. You need to build an offense around him. Head coach doesn't want to do that. You almost benched him a couple years ago, but you have Chase Daniel on the bench. You really can't do that. Uh, he goes into the offseason, fires a few offensive coaches. Uh, tight ends are bad because we have a bad tight end coach. Need a new offensive coordinator. Need a new offensive line coach. How is that working for the first half of the season? Finally, they got some stability later on. So now what? Now what? I mean, the only thing... I, the, like I said, the only way I see Trubisky back is if he's forced on Matt Nagy. Chuck Pagano will be the scapegoat for 2020 on the defensive side, much like Helfrich, Heastan, Kevin Gilbride were last year for the offense. Have they gotten better in those areas with new coaches? Marginally. But the talent also marginally improved. The spin is when Bill Lazor was calling the plays, but they'll be careful with this because you, you don't want to act like Matt Nagy is useless. Uh, Bill Lazor called the plays. Offense, offense really spiked. Team responded well. Team fought back. It's great. It was great. We're only going to take another step forward. 
Okay, wonderful. Offensive line, figure it out. Eddie Goldman, man, we really missed Eddie. That's true. That's a true story. He's going to be back. Everything's going to be, oh, we're going to be terrific against the run again. It's going to be wonderful. Eddie Jackson, that's not Eddie Jackson. That's not him. We know that. Bear said you've seen this Eddie Jackson. That's not him. Crazy COVID year. We're going to get the old Eddie Jackson back in 2021. And they will dodge any questions about Nick Foles being the quarterback one when they move on from Mitch. A-Rob slapping the franchise tag on him and or extending him. Don't worry about that. Robert Quinn, you know, we saw some flashes later on in the season. So, you know, COVID year, COVID year. He's going to be the guy that we expected. Don't worry about that. Meanwhile, the biggest question I have is, you know, you can, you can play your spin game. We hear it every single year with every organization that ends up having a failing season. I think this year was a failure based on the expectations that they set. Just tell me which person is going to make the decision at quarterback. What are you doing? Who's making that call? They may love Ryan Pace. I don't. The man's had one winning season in six years. I don't I don't know how you defend it. Uh, I, I think the... The biggest blemish for me is, of course, Trubisky, but not not only Trubisky. It's that he's tried free agency, he's tried with a trade, and he tried very high in the draft. He's missed all three ways with the quarterback. So what's next? And he's drafted one. How How is quarterback the biggest issue on this team? And in six drafts, you tr- you take a swing once at that position. I think that's even worse than just flat out missing on Trubisky and missing on a Hall of Famer or two. So if you want to keep Matt Nagy, I I think the Bears want to keep Nagy. He's got two years left on his deal. So what are they going to do with that? Okay, you bring Nagy back. All right. Again, who's making the decision about the quarterback? You draft a quarterback. Who's who's doing that? Well, you can't, you can't have Ryan Pace make the quarterback decision. You can't. So now what? If you bring in a different general manager and you say you've got to keep Matt Nagy, it's kind of like something you've already done in the past when you got rid of Lovey. And he told Phil Emery, you've got to keep Lovey for one year. And, and if you bring in a different GM after moving on from Ryan Pace, that GM's going to want their guy. But you believe in Matt Nagy. So that's why we've heard a lot of chatter about people with Kansas City connections with Matt Nagy. What are you going to do here? Are you going to run it all back? I don't think you're going to run it all back. They're going to sell you on, you blame Chuck Pagano for the defense, you blame Mitch Trubisky for the offense, and everything everything else you return, for the most part. There's going to be some other subtle changes. But that's the big question. How do you get around that? I've seen people throw around the idea Kicking Ryan Pace upstairs like a Ken Williams White Sox move. Are you serious? I would not react I would not react kindly to that one. That would really bother me. Uh-huh. I mean, there are so many layers 
I mean, we're just we're just talking about the very top of the organization. There are so many layers to this. You guys, you guys have to hear what Rex Ryan had to say about Matt Nagy, and I totally get what he's saying. He put him on blast on national TV today. Some of it warranted. I hesitate to share with you this conspiracy theory that I've got going on with Matt Nagy. <laughs> I mean, that it sounds like promises were made before the season ended to Matt Nagy. Doesn't it sound like it? All the national reports that are out there, we know how the McCaskies operate, two years left. I don't know that we can say the same about the general manager, Ryan Pace. So we're going to hear from Rex Ryan putting Matt Nagy on blast today. And uh, I want to hear if you agree. 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. I'm Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago's sports station. I know God's got a plan for me, so I'm just continuing to stay positive and, and keep working and, and keep believing. Not correct. How about the haymakers thrown by Mitchell Trubisky recently? If you guys are paying close attention to what the players say during the week, it's been notable that Trubisky has gone out of his way quite a few times recently to talk about the play calling. And then how about yesterday? Uh, Jordan Malley, Joe Ostrowski with you, by the way. Sports Radio 670, the score. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Jordan Malley, do you have the Trubisky from yesterday? I know I promised Rex Ryan. We'll get to that in a moment, and uh, we've got so much going on here. There's, like, too much to address with this this team. So many theories I want to get to. Glad uh, I'll be here till 10 o'clock. Why don't you pull the Trubisky first? Here's Trubisky uh, on the team needing to make improvements, and he addresses culture. Take a listen. Here's Trubisky after the game. Mitch, do you want to be back here next year? Yeah, I think um, I think I could definitely see myself back here next year. Obviously, a lot of that's out of my control, um, but it just it feels like home, and it feels like we have unfinished business. Um, and, and right now, I'm really just um, bummed about how the season being over and how the game went. So, a lot of emotions going on right now, but um, I, I could see. I could see that, but we'll, we'll see. There's a, there's a lot of things that got to happen and a lot of decisions that got to be made, and um, it's out of my control, but I, I could see that. Mitch, how do you think you um, performed over these last few games after coming back from being benched, and, and what do you think that says about you to the franchise? I feel like I got better. I feel like I got better this year. I felt like when I was put back in the starting lineup that the offense was better, and I gave my, my team a, a chance to win, um, and we did win games, and that's why we were able to get back into the playoffs. It, it wasn't just me, but it was the whole unit coming together and the team making plays and um, really getting through that adversity together. But I feel like I was a big part of that. So there are some good things that we did towards the end of the season that helped us put it, put us in a position to be able to play here tonight. But that's not how, how we want to finish. We're still, we finished the season eight and eight, slid into the playoffs. We did that last year. So there's still things that need to be changed. There's still a lot of areas we need to grow in in order to build that championship culture that we want to get to. So um, I think we have some pieces but I also think there's a lot more that we need to do better. We need to figure that out. Wait, wait, wait. I thought they had the Super Bowl defense. That's what I've been hearing for three years now. 
changes need to be made. Talking about culture. Is he referencing what happened in that game? Nine penalties? His offense put up nine points, six of them garbage. Hmm. One thing most of us do not question is the culture in that locker room. It is nowhere near the bleep you-know-what when Trustman was here. And many believe that John Fox was here to kind of clean that up, at least be make it respectable. They lost a lot of games. But just kind of clean up the locker room a little bit. And I guess that happened with a lot of losses. Ooh, that is something you don't hear a lot about. A- an active player... The quarterback, which means so much more, questioning the current culture of the team. Don't see that a whole lot. 312-644-6767. Joe Ostrowski with you. Check in with J.J. Stankovic. Uh, top of the hour, 7 o'clock from NBC Sports Chicago. <laughs> Interesting comments from Alan Robinson today. We're going to go over that with J.J. Uh, so, Jordan, I, I tease it. we got to get to Rex Ryan here. I'm sorry, I got off track a little bit there with Mitchell Trubisky, but I, I think it's something important that people need to hear. Just pay close attention. I mean... One of the reasons I believe Trubisky's gone, I think he knows he's gone, even though he said all the right things to the media last night. And on his way out the door, he has a few things to say to everybody. You can't bring all three back. You can't. Um, Trubisky's going to be the one that's probably gone. At the very least. Should be more, but we don't always get what we want. All right, here's Rex Ryan on Get Up today. And he is no fan of the way Matt Nagy handled the quarterback situation this season and how he talked about his QB Trubisky. Take a listen. Look, I've never been a, a big fan of this Nagy guy. And, and quite honestly, it's because of the way he handled the, the uh, Trubisky thing. Mm-hmm. He put everything on him. I mean, he's the guy they blame everything on. Well, why don't you look at yourself first, man? I mean, dude, you scored three points in this game. I mean, I, I know it's nine, but no, it was three points. Right. And, and quite honestly, you're an offensive guru. That's why you came here. And those stats that Himbo just, just put up and Dan talked about, that's not acceptable. And, I, hey, you've gone to the playoffs, you know, two out of the last three years. Congratulations. That's because that the NFC is a hell of a lot weaker than the AFC. But at the, at the when, when I look at this, you, you know, your guy at Northwestern, yep. Chicago kid, that fits better because this guy that plays in Chicago. This guy, I mean, I, I don't, I don't like him. I don't like the way he doesn't take every damn bullet for him. That's your job as a head coach. You don't make your quarterback take every mm-hmm. bullet. You take the dang mm. bullets, and that's why I don't respect about this yeah. guy. Yeah, look, he, he has been trying to move on from Mitch Trubisky a million different times in a million different ways, and if he stays, he's now going to get his chance to try and coach a third different quarterback. He was brought there to turn Trubisky into a star. Then he brought in Nick Foles, and we saw how that goes. And if he stays, it does seem like they're going to go a different direction. Pat Fitzgerald is the coach of Northwestern you're talking about. (laughs) Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Wasn't a big fan of Rex Ryan as a coach. He doesn't work in the current NFL. I get that. But where's he wrong? It's been three years, and Matt Nagy doesn't have many mirrors in his house, does he? He was hired because he convinced the general manager that he could make Trubisky a star, right? He knows what stars look like. He coached Pat Mahomes for a year, 
And he loves to point fingers. Enough of that, man. Enough of that. He isn't wrong about any of it. And as he was talking about taking bullet, taking bullets for your team, protect your players, I mean, that's something Ozzie Guillen would always talk about when he was the manager of the Sox. Why do you think sometimes he would uh, get into some trouble? Put the attention on me. I will take the heat. Put it on me. Not the players. Put it on me. If they win that ball game yesterday, and there was no chance that they were going to do that. But hey, Wims catches that pass, maybe it has a different outlook. But I don't know that they get into the end zone when the Saints defense is trying again. Okay. If they win that game, he has Trubisky another year. Does he want that? What sort of promises have been made to Matt Nagy? Ian Rapport said he's safe. He said this weeks ago. I kind of believe it. Once they won three games against soft defenses, against non-playoff teams, oh, well, now you're proving that, that you deserve to stay after losing six games in a row. Middle of that game. End of that game. Was Matt Nagy as a head coach of this team laying it all out on the line? I didn't see it. Didn't see it for a second. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Romeoville. Gus, you're on 670. The score with Joe Ostrowski. Oh, hey. Good evening, Mr. Joe. Good to hear from you. First time listener, and I'm appreciating what I'm hearing. But uh, I'm 70 years old. I've been following the Chicago Bears now since the – late fifties. And the problem that we're not addressing is this, as long as the McCaskey family has a controlling interest in this team, it is not going to be a championship caliber team because we here in fan USA, Chicago, they are used to the McCaskey selling us this mediocrity and we buy it. Now, if we I, stop going to the, we stop now Gus, uh, here, I'm going to stop you for a second. Here's why I don't even mess around with that, and and I will address that later on, is what can we do about it? We can't change ownership, so what what can we do about that? We can we can cry about it, we can whine about it on the radio, but it's not going to fix anything. I'm glad you brought that point up, and 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 I was getting to it. Forgive my verboseness, but all right, stop buying what they're selling. Find another sport. I don't care if it's twiddling links, okay? I don't care if it's basket weaving 101. Don't succumb to their baloney. Don't go to the games. Don't purchase tickets. Don't watch them on TV. Let this be an entity we do not need. We're not going to get rid of the McCaskey family, but we're not going to get a championship-caliber team as long as they're controlling things. It's not McNaggy. It's not the players. I mean, if you really want to go through the whole scheme of things, the history of what Chicago sports have been, especially especially the Chicago Bears, they've got 53 people on their roster that I consider coach killers. That's all they do. All right. They kill the coach. Thanks, Gus. Appreciate the phone call. I, I, I don't know how you could watch yesterday and say it's not the players. It's not on whims. A guy you could argue shouldn't even be on the roster, should not have been out there. Not on Anthony Miller. 
getting tossed from the most important game, arguably, in his career. It's not on Mitchell Trubisky making business decisions on the field. It's not on the head coach, really. You saw I think it's real. There. Not on the GM? Oh, I can go over that list if you want. Not on anybody but the owners? Come on now. I know we want one person to blame. That's just the nature of sports. It's on everybody. McCaskey? Yes. It's on George. It's on Ted Phillips. It's on Pace. It's on Nagy. It's on those players yesterday. They, Eddie Jackson earned a big contract, and he got paid. And where was he this year? Did he make an impact at all? All we noticed all season was missed tackles, dropping interceptions. Dude, that's why you got paid. Because you were a playmaker. What happened? It's not on the players. Did you watch the players? They, I mean, come on, man. It's everybody. It stinks. So the players aren't trying because of the owner? No. Uh, James, Pleasant Prairie, you're on 670, the score. Hi, James. Hey, Joe. So... Great job, by the way. I've been watching football. I'm 47. I've been watching football, played football, played Division Three, so I hurt my knee. So you make some great points. It is on everybody. Let's look at Pace. Arguably, it's time for him to go, but arguably this year is his best draft. Having said that, maybe because he didn't have a pick in the first round, now that's a good thing. It's terrible, but he's getting nothing to screw it up. So moving forward, Joe, and Nagy just has an ability to run. It's like the arena football mentality. I don't know if that really has anything to do with it because the same thing happened to KC. But let's put it in perspective. No excuses for Nagy because his play calling and his inability to really adjust at halftime, that, that third quarter scoring thing has something to do with adjustments. I mean, look it, look it up. Of course, I can't think of his name at the top. The, the coach in L.A. hasn't lost a game leading halftime. He's 37-0. Shawnee over there. So having said that, yeah. It's Mitch. I'm sorry. Mitch, it does, his kid has not progressed. I played quarterback my whole life. He, it, progression is one, two, three, four. You've got three and a half seconds. So what is the progression? Left, middle, right, one, two, three, four. If you even Tony broke it down last night. So, okay, yeah. having said that, he didn't, he, didn't proper, he didn't prepare him the wrong way, the, the right way in the first three years, so they cut the field in half against the lesser opponents. What happened with Green Bay and, and, and uh, in New Orleans? Them guys were, their guys were all over that misdirection. It goes to show, not getting excuses that Mitch is just not good enough, Joey. So he's not good enough. He's not good enough to progress. He cannot. It's like he goes right to the check down. He, he's still a deer in the headlights. His foot, he's just not good enough. So having said that, you've got to put your I – mean, Maggie's frustrates me, but having that kid is just – now he's talk, he has no room to talk anything what he talked yesterday. That God, that, these truthers are killing me. So if you want – I know we can't put it on one, Joe, Joe, you're right. Joe, we can't put it on one person, but, but – Let's put it in perspective. Mitch Trubisky is the biggest reason because you're telling me no playmakers. I know Anthony Miller's attitude stinks. We see a couple of his kickoffs. There's talent on that offense. There's talent. There's just they have some trouble with separation, but there's talent there. But Mitch cannot do a simple progression four years into his career, and I really think that's our biggest hamper. You're doing a great job, Joe. And uh, what are you going to do? I mean, I don't think anything's yeah. changing. Pace needs to go. I don't think we're going to change. But let's be honest with Joe. It's Mitch. It's it is absolutely Mitch. Have a good day, brother. Good job on the radio. Yep. 
Thank you, James. Appreciate the phone call so much. I agree with pretty much everything that you had to say there. It, it is Mitch, but here, here's my warning. And believe me, I, I have criticized Mitch for years, and I did not see the improvement. Another guy on this roster. By the way, how many players on this roster have we seen severe regression from, including Mitchell Trubisky? There's a lot we can go over. How many have developed under this coaching staff? How many? I can wait. And yeah, maybe Mooney is something, and I, I think that's one of the reasons they're going to move on from Anthony Miller. Because, I mean, it's been three years, dude. They moved up for you. One of many. Oh, they moved up for Leonard Floyd. You see those sacks over the weekend? How about that? Isn't that something? Maybe Pace wasn't completely wrong about that. Just not being coached up here. Maybe. Do we put that one all on Pace? Do we? I don't know. He's having a hell of the year with the Rams, and you'll be watching him next weekend. 312-644-6767. Joe Osho, 670thescore-in-the-radio.com app. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. There's a lot of other teams right now that are trying to figure out their flights home today, and uh, we're not. So I think that that's, a, again, something that we're going to build off of, and we're proud I of. I love calling plays. I love it. <laughs> well, he's been doing it. I mean, you watch the games. He's certainly been calling plays over the last few weeks. Joe Osho, Sports Radio 670, the score here till 10 o'clock. In about 10 minutes, we'll check in with JJ Stakovich, NBC Sports Chicago.com. You guys have lit up the lines this evening. So, uh, oh, Bobby. Bobby, what's going on in Nolens? Hey, how you doing? I'm not here to rub it in. You know, I've been, we've had some <laughs> tough playoff losses ourselves, you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I just, Looked at your team, you know, like you said, a lot of things. Undisciplined, poor design. They played scared. I didn't think they got the ball to Robinson enough. You know, probably your only mm-hmm. offensive threat, really. And just, I don't know. I mean, uh, stuff like uh, Hicks celebrating with four minutes to go on a tackle when you're getting killed 21-3. to I mean, there's just some, I don't know. There's something missing on this team. And I'm... I'm looking at you from the distance, you know what I'm saying? Well, Bobby, I mean, let I'm me ask surprised. you about your... Yeah, that match yeah, got I... dominated by the two offensive tackles we have because they're mm. both spectacular tackles. I mean, yeah. and every time he plays a spectacular tackle, you don't see the guy, you know? I mean, so, I don't know. But, I mean, what gets me looking at you guys is that I remember Jim Thinks when he was GM here, and, of course, you know, your great guy. He drafted Sean Knight yeah. one year in the first round, and Sean Knight was a bust, okay? And he mm-hmm. was a bust right away. You knew it. And you know what he did? He cut him the next year. The second year, I mean, the first year, he cut him. His first round pick. He was like 13th in the draft, and he cut him. And he always said your mistake. the biggest mistake is don't hold on to your mistakes. And That's really, right. I look at your team, and you see a Drew Brees, okay, and I, I'm, I'm not comparing that because he's unbelievable the way he gets rid of the ball, finds people, gets rid of it quick. You know, he's lost a lot of arm strength now, but you know what I mean, throughout his career. But you've got two backup quarterbacks. You know, I mean, you look at, I look at your team throughout the year on TV, and I'm just saying to myself, you don't have a starting quarterback. I mean, he's just rotating two backup quarterbacks in there, and trying to prove they're starters, and they're not, you know. I mean, if you put if you put Trubinsky on the market today, would he start for anybody? 
And then here's another thing, too. Like I said, I, I think it's probably the best defense the Saints have had since Ricky Jackson, Pat's willing to don't betray. I mean, the defense yeah. is that good. Okay. Thank you for the phone call, Bobby. Appreciate it. You know, I, I've honestly, now I, I don't know if uh, they didn't bring their A game. And Kamara, Michael Thomas, they're just coming back after missing some time. I was not all that impressed with the Saints. In fact, if you look at the six games, six winners uh, from this past weekend, there it could change. This is a week-to-week league. There wasn't one team, not just the Saints, there wasn't one team where I felt, man, I uh, I think they can make a deep run. They can make a run in the playoffs. They could hang with Green Bay. They could hang with Kansas City. I can't wait to see what Kansas City team we're going to see. By the way, they are 10-point favorites this week against Cleveland. Bookmakers didn't think they were going to be making a line on that one. Didn't expect the Browns, without their head coach, without their play caller, without practicing all week, that they were going to pull the outright upset against a team that started 11-0. But that's exactly what happened. That's why we love the NFL. Ooh, the divisional round's going to be fun. Yeah, but there there weren't any teams that I walked away from and said, oh, okay, that's the team you got to watch out for. They're going to make a deep run in the playoffs. They might go to the Super Bowl. Now, maybe one of these these will. These uh, two through six seats. But didn't see it over the weekend. Not in the first playoff game. Mike and Rockford, we got him back. Hey, Mike, you're on 670 The Score, Joe Ostrowski. Yeah, sorry, Joe. I had my phone on mute. I couldn't reach her. I was in the kitchen, me clanking some dishes. Uh, listen, let me, that other caller, uh, he's right. It's the McCaskies. I don't want to go in that role. It's not going to happen. Real quickly, though, yeah. how's this food for thought? Cody Parkey is advancing in the playoffs. <laughs> okay. Leonard Floyd is advancing in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm so sick of this, Joe. Let me, let me make a plea, please. I'm going to keep it clean and I'll be nice. Let me just say this. This is what, 50,000 watt radio station? There you please, go. Please, the McCaskey family, if you're listening, okay, I respect your mother. I respected George Hallis. He was the founding father of the NFL. He, he uh, financed that cheesehead team to the north. He put them in existence, and now they're killing us. I plead with you, please, if you have any love for the fans at all, or even for the game of football, or for your mother, for the love of God, put a football-minded man in there. Get Mr. Phillips a ticket to the Caribbean, put him on vacation, and let him retire into the sunset and get a man who knows how to run a football organization. That's the only way we have hope, Joe. You're not going to sell the team. They're not going to sell the team. So that's the only way. And I got one other thing to say. Ryan Pace, as you've, you've been talking about all night, he cannot decide on the next quarterback. And like how Barker says, why don't they, you know, let Trubisky walk. Let Foles play, okay? He's serviceable. Let him play. They're going to stink anyway. And then you'll get rid of Pace. At least that by next year he'll be gone for sure if he's not this year. And then you will have a new GM, you will have a new head coach, and you will be able to draft a quarterback, right? Isn't that what makes sense? Because they're not yeah. going to be any good anyway. And even if they draft a guy next year, you're not going to get him in the first or second round. So they're going to have to do it anyhow. So that's my – what do you think of that, Joel? I don't have an issue with any of it. If you said, all right, Joe, you get to uh, – you got three options. Door number one is you fire Matt Nagy. Door number two is you fire Ryan Pace. Door number three is you change the hierarchy and you have a football guy that is the boss of the GM. That's That would be my option. That is real change because – 
Yes, I would be pleased if they were to move on from Ryan Pace after six years and one winning season. I would like that. And missing on two head coaches and drafting one quarterback when it's been the number one need of this roster his entire tenure. Yes, I would be happy with that. But it's also more of the same, right? We need to shake things up a little bit. They they need more football minds there. And do you have to fire Ted Phillips? I don't know that you have to do that, but you need to create a football position. That's been evident for a long, long time in this city. So I, I'd be all on board with that one. 100%. But they're stuck in this spot because they really like Matt Nagy. So what are you going to do? You're going to bring in a new GM. You bring in a new GM, then they're going to want their head coach. I don't know. Believe there is a shot that there will be an announcement about Ryan Pace. I think he's going to be back. I think the, the head coach and the GM both returned for the 2021 season. I wish we knew how how long uh, Pace is under contract, but they are unwilling to share uh, that bit of information. Coming up next, J.J. Stankovich will drop by. Joe Osho, 670, the score on the radio.com app. Oh, no. He didn't doink. <laughs> Cody Park, he doinked again. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.